0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Every day you trust your gut, and that gut feeling can lead to a kick in the
1: guts,
2: but your gut instinct was right, so you bust a gut, because someone will have your guts if you don't. (sighs) You know what your
0: gut deserves? Glenillan Farm Yogurt. Breasting with live cultures, it's the daily way to keep your gut happy and healthy, and tastes delicious to boot. Choose Irish, choose local, choose Glenillan Farm.
1: Welcome to the Dope Black Dads Podcast, a place where we are changing the narrative and having progressive conversations about Black fathers, as well as creating a safe digital space for the community.
0: You're listening to the Dope Black Dads Podcast. Today, we are three. You've got myself, Otis Deely. you've got Marvin Critchlow, and we're joined by Brother Russell Evans today. And I think the obviously anything goes in this conversation especially regarding our experiences as as black men and um, black men who have chosen the path of fatherhood and, and, and i'm actually speaking for the, the pair of you by saying chosen it it may have it may have just happened but we can touch on that a, a little bit later <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I threw I, I you on that one. Um, so uh, Russell, you've, you've recently released a, a video called Facing My Mortality. Uh, th- that title in and of itself is, is huge. And so the expectation behind it, I think would be a, a, a massive one as well. But rather than give you what my expectation of the title paints, why did you choose it? And, and why did you decide to make that video? What was it that prompted its construction?
3: You know, it, it, initially when I made the video, so it, it, what actually happened in itself was was quite minor in, in that we were out and I fell down. Although I, I, I fell down and I did hurt myself quite badly, but it wasn't serious. And when I was making the video, I was making, the, the plan was to make it a, a lighthearted video, was to make it a lighthearted video because it was like, know people making jokes after about how did you fall down because it was it was one of those randoms nobody knows how i did it i don't know how i did it but then when i was really thinking about what happened in the moment and then i was thinking in particular about both of my sons there was a moment well there was, was quite a long moment between both of them where i realized that my um i guess my crown had fallen a little bit where there's a moment in every child's life uh, where you realise that your your dad uh, or your, your parents aren't, you know, they're, they're human and they can hurt, you know. So bar, previous to that, bar stepping on a piece of Lego in the house or something, they've never really seen dad in pain. And so just to sit, set the scene briefly, we're walking in our park that we've been walking in, you know, this is our where we take our daily walk for when we was on lockdown, what not have you. And we go to this area where there's this pond it's drizzling ever so slightly um, and I'm walking and the, the heels on a very, very slight gradient. Like again, like pose should no pose, no problem for a grown man, but I'm walking and I slip. And it's one of those ones where you, you, you preempt it. So I'm doing the dance beforehand, you know, you're like, whoop, whoop and, and, <laughs>
0: yeah. and trying to steady myself.
3: <laughs> and it was the confidence in thinking that I had beat it. Um, okay. That actually then led me to fall. Cause I'm like, yeah, yeah. I affirmed it. And then as I've kind of stood up straight, then my legs have completely gone from underneath me. And I'm like horizontal in the air. And then I hit the ground on my side. And so I, I hit with like my shoulder, but my elbow goes into my side. And I think that's then what knocked the, the wind out of me. Um, okay. And I'm rolling around on the floor in the mud because I can't breathe. Like I okay. cannot breathe. And so like the wife is like, what's wrong? What's the matter? And I'm like, I God. I got And then number two child is just crying, bawling his eyes out. And then number one child, where he had walked on a a little bit further ahead, he's just kind of standing frozen. Um, And so as I'm seeing my youngest crying, that's when I kind of get a moment of like, rude boy, get it together. (laughs) Get it together. And so he's crying and I'm like, it's okay, it's okay. Daddy's just falling down. It's nothing. And so now I've managed to kind of get my breath a little bit. And I'm trying to calm him down and, and just turn it into a joke. Just turn it into a joke. Because mm. essentially I'm okay and let's just turn it into a joke. But as I get up, I can you know, you know, I haven't winded myself probably in like 20 years or something like that. And so as I get up, immediately my body is like, rude boy, this one we took a we took a hit. This this one mm. is gonna take a few weeks to recover from. But again, so afterwards when we, we got home and then I just took a moment to sit down and, and talk with them and, and see how they were feeling. Um, and especially my eldest where, you know, I could see he just kind of froze up a little bit because it was it was a bit of a shock to them seeing dad in real pain. And and so then the conversation graduated from there. And that's when I decided that actually probably that's the conversation that needs to be in the video um, rather than just making it a, a jovial daddy fell down in the park sort of thing. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think I think it's an amazing kind of reflection that you had in terms of going from that situation, as you said, which is just daddy fell down. Actually using it to reflect and, and kind of, as you said, you know, appreciate your own mortality and the fact that it helps you to face your own mortality. And I watched the video and just seeing you have that candid conversation with, with your children as well. I think it humanizes us as fathers because often we do want to play that role of being the superman, being the hero. And, um, I reflected on a, on a podcast a few episodes ago where I, I was taken to hospital because I was, I was having breathing difficulties. And when I came home, I you know, I was laying on the sofa, I was just crashed out, I was so tired after spending a few hours on A&E. And when I woke up, uh, my son was sat on the stairs. Like, he's 11 years old, you know, He sat on the stairs, he's just playing his Switch. And I was like, you know, why are you sat on the stairs? Like, what's going on? But he was watching me, he was observing me while I was sat there or sleeping on the sofa because he was worried about me because I was wheezing. And in my head, similar to what you said, it's like, I almost wanted to say, no man, don't watch that, like, daddy's fine, like, I can just kind of rubbish it. But at the same time, it would have presented maybe a, a, a kind of, not necessarily toxic masculinity, but like a, a hero- element that in the same breath I could have taught him that yes I am fallible I have my weaknesses but that's normal and also he's showing empathy towards me which is also good and should be encouraged do you know what I mean so similar to you it's kind of like that struck me and I thought you know here's a teachable moment if I take it if I don't I'm just going to do what our fathers did before us and just show that strong man you know we have no weakness we don't fall down we don't feel pain and and that could be to his detriment.
0: I I haven't had that moment yet well, not because my children are, uh, are relatively young, but I, I haven't had that moment yet with them. But my one with my with my own father was a visit to the gym. You know, a few decades ago, I, I took my dad to the gym. He said he wanted to get into shape and whatnot. and It was something that I was really involved in at the time. And I picked up a weight without thinking and passed it over to him. And he he caught it and immediately dropped to the floor. And my my heart went because here was the strongest man I knew mm, yeah, um, yeah and and that strength was obviously connected to the influence that he'd had on me I hadn't witnessed him pick up a house or move a car <laughs> or anything like that with his with his bare hands but this was something that I had built up through my relationship with him and it was like wow like I'm stronger than my dad how how is that how is that even possible and that took some time to sort of get used to and I had to I had to teach myself that, hold on, he is a human being like me. And, you know, there comes a point where you reach your peak and then, you know, you slowly decline down down the other side. Um, and I wonder whether this is something that I should preempt with my children rather than wait for an event to happen and, and turn it into a teachable moment. What are your thoughts on that?
3: I feel, yeah, I, I feel like if it hadn't have happened, it's not something that I would necessarily have brought up. But when moments have arisen then I've used it as so for example we were watching Black Panther um, and it's the 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 moment where he goes um, to the other side and sees his dad for the first time and his dad says something to him along the lines of a father's job is to because he says to his dad I'm not I'm not ready to take over yet and he says to his son a father's job is to make sure that you're ready for this day so I know that I've, I've done my job and so again, for me, that was a moment where I was like, "Okay, we're, the three of us are here watching this, I'm going to pick up on this, and and we can we can draw out a conversation from this again, like w- without wanting to go like on the completely morbid side of, daddy's going to be dead one day, but it's it's real, it's happened, and and in, in my experience, so my dad passed away twenty twenty years ago this year actually, twenty years ago this year, and um, it's funny, Otis, what you were saying about. How again? How we see our fathers and continue in that cycle. I remember one time me and my brother were having a a fight in the house, and he was on top of me, and he was, you know, he was winning.
1: (laughs) And then out (laughs) of nowhere,
3: (laughs) out of nowhere, I just saw my brother kind of be lifted away, and my dad literally like come up. We had we had uh, visitors that were downstairs, so we hadn't heard him come up. So he, he came up. And he literally lifted my brother up one hand and flung him like into his into his room, and so that those little things then they all kind of add up to like my dad is a you know what I mean he's he man you know Super-man. the way he just like, yeah, picked yeah, up yeah. my brother, yeah. and so yeah. then when it came to seeing him in the hospital when he's like oh he's he's unconscious he's lying in bed there was such a a strong part of me. That was like, he's gonna make it. Like, you know, you don't know who we're dealing with. Like, he's, he's gonna make it. When in reality, everybody around me knew this this is it. And I'm still there, kinda like, we just gotta wait. He'll you know, he's coming back. And so, in that sense, that's what I don't wanna do. Is if I'm ever in that situation the other way around, is that they're able to accept and not live in this kind of uh make believe fairy tale of that is is superhuman and is gonna pull through everything because one day I won't.
0: It's morbid though, yeah, right? I mean
3: it is, it <laughs> is. When,
0: when, There's no way <laughs> like you know I'm I'm all about my children being obviously there's there's stuff you can't control. I, I I get that. You can't control when your time comes. Um and so you know preparation should be made for that. But at the moment, like our kids are just that—they are—they are kids. I don't, you know, I switch off the news, or I la 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 whenever there's a, you know, a, a, a headline about something that I don't feel they're ready for just yet. So when when is the right time to have this conversation about being human? Because I think that overall is is the most important part is being human and all the feelings etc that come with it. But then stepping on from that when is that conversation around not being here forever when is that when is the right time for that
2: i, I think for me as well um just building on from what you said autis and, and touching on the point that russell made i think i find with young people now especially you know truly my son them, they're, they're confronted much more often with the reality of death Um, i don't know if that's just social media i don't know if it's just you know you know we lost kobe bryant you know we lost um we lost nipsey hustle we lost you know, um, pop smoke and these other rappers. And it's almost, yeah, you have these tragic losses of life. And what I've almost found a bit shocking is how resigned young people are of it at the same time that, you know, whereas I'm a bit more shaken up and I'm like, you know, shit that happened. Like I wonder how my son or, you know, my nephew or someone's going to take it. They kind of just take it like water for ducks back because they're so familiar with the idea that, you know, people live, people die. But what I've done with my son and, you know, this, this was a lesson that that turned out in virtue, but it wasn't something I intended. Is that one of my colleagues at work was getting rid of a hamster? I was like, no, we we're not, we're not getting a pet. Like that's that's not for me. Um, you know, especially growing up in a black home, that like, it was never the thing. My mom was just about willing to feed me. She wasn't gonna gonna take on a pet as well. But um, we, I, you know, I got the pet for my son. I got the pet hamster. The, the hamster, as I didn't know, but they only lived for about two years. So he had already lived for a year when I when I got him for my colleague. I gave him to my son. So it was like, you know, there's only going to be a year. So, you know, just, just bear that in mind. Anyway, this hamster, some super hamster comes along, lives well over a year, lives about, you <laughs> know, maybe about 18 months. And, um, funny enough, funny enough, only, only died the other day, um, literally. So right. we were expecting maybe, you know, a good six, eight months, six, eight months ago, the hamster was going to pass, but the hamster only died recently. And I found that that was a lesson for my son as well about the reality of, of our own mortality, because one minute he's had his hamster there you know, running around in his room, you know, making noise throughout the night. And he even said, you know, the night where, well, the day the hamster died, the night after he said, my room's going to feel different. Like, I'm not going to have that noise in my room. I'm not going to have that that presence of my hamster. Hamster's called Pascal, RIP Pascal. But um, yeah, it was a thing where, you know, he he was very present to the idea, but again, dealt with it in a very mature way. And it made me think that well, am I built in his emotions and his kind of emotional tolerance to be able to deal with these things? And whereas I'm trying to shield him from it, Am I trying to protect myself from the reality of my own mortality than, than trying to protect him? And I'm just trying to reframe it. So that that was a concept I just had in my head. That is it, is it is it my issue and not his issue? And if I presented it to him, would he be a lot more comfortable with the idea than I than I give him credit for?
3: Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting what, what you say about their predisposure to, to death. So uh two two yeah, two years ago, twenty nineteen summer. My, my nephew came to stay with us. He was 17. And um, he, was, he was trying to live that life. Um, uh, and his mum basically said, not in my house. Um, and so I said, look, come come and stay with us for a little bit. And let's, you know I mean? let's get you straight. And so I had some really... I, I always say that, that that period of time was as important for me as it was for, for him, because I had some really interesting conversations with him. Um, and one of the two things that shocked me the most, the first one was realizing that he didn't really understand the, the concept of brotherhood and never really had experienced that. But the second one was his his attitude towards death. And it, it shocked me that just that kind of like, you know, it's, 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 it's like that because on the other end of the scale, with my own children, where they're they're younger, eight and seven, they're still in that shock phase, um, where if if somebody died, you know there's there's tears and and sadness and 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 you know it wasn't too long ago. I can't even remember how it happened. We had sent them to bed, um, and me and the wife were downstairs, and all of a sudden, the both of them have just come down in tears. And it turns out that as they're in bed and they're just chatting, they've got onto the subject of mummy and daddy passing away, and they've just put themselves into into tears. So you realise that uh, there's probably still some work to to do here. Um, but then at the same time, is there really? Because actually, that's when my dad died. I bawled for how long, and it's 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 normal. And so I think sometimes we we kind of over overthink the situation of like uh protect them the um you know how they're gonna handle this and whatnot when reality the reality is is that they probably already have the tools as long as they don't get to the point where, where my nephew was where you're slightly desensitized because of things that you've experienced. Um and that's a that's definitely a worse situation to be in. Um they've they've got the tools to handle it and I think that in day to day interactions with them we just make sure that we're shaping and molding and shaping and molding and and ensuring that the you they're able to evoke the right emotions for certain things sometimes it feels like the way the situation is approached it can be either or like you're either like so i will firm it or you're you know a complete wreck like i know for me after my dad died um i went into a space where i was just like it's gonna sound so crazy but i just envisioned everybody close to me die um And that was so, so I told myself, so that when that situation would occur, that it wouldn't phase me. Because my dad's mind came as a surprise. We weren't, nobody was ready for it. He was healthy one minute and then gone the next, relatively healthy. But there was no, there was no signs of this man's going to go soon. Um, And so, yeah, there's this thing of like trying to prepare yourself for something. And the reality is, you know, when my Godfather was like the, the, the closest thing to me after dad when he died, he passed away about four years ago. Four years ago, just the other day actually. And I thought that, you know, I would be able to handle that. His situation was a bit different, whereas he, he was ill. And so there was time spent with him in the hospital talking to him. But it still hits the same way. And I think that's important. You just gotta learn. I think the thing that maybe the thing that we maybe need to teach them is learning to be open to work through whatever the emotions are whatever the emotions come being able to work through them and knowing that whatever they are they they can't surpass you you know you can you can you can be in it for a moment but eventually you will go through it
0: it's a balance isn't it being shocked at someone's apparent apathy to death is 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 one thing overreacting is is another i think as you say Russell the thing the thing about it is to steer our children so that they are comfortable with the reaction that they have for them not to be judged on their reaction or lack of because here's the thing if if you want them to be sensitive to death and let people come and go there has to be a limit to it otherwise whenever they hear the news of strangers passing they will always be in tears because that stuff happens every day so there does have to be a sort of callous grown over the reaction of our uh, reaction to death that, that that we have and i think for, for for me i can remember complaining actually to my wife that every animated feature that we watched was precipitated. The story of the protagonist's adventure was precipitated by a, a death of of a mother, of a father, of an uncle or someone. And it's like, can't you just, can't you just have some slapstick from start to finish? Like, I'm not ready to talk to my kids yet about, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, about that. Yes, I know it's inevitable. Yes, I know it's coming. Yes, I'm actually more comfortable now talking about death than, I ever have been but at five and two my children i feel at the moment are, are still too young i mean to the point where you know my, my five-year-old now has mentioned um death and dead uh, a couple of times now and we relate it to bugs and animals and, and stuff like that and we don't get tears and 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 wailing when when that happens but I am not ready yet to sit down and have that conversation with with her, but I know it's coming. We have really old people in our family, so it's it's coming, um, you know. So the the conversation will will take place, but it's it, 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 I don't feel it's right for it to happen just yet. I mean, it got to a point where I was so, you know, anally retentive about it. the The batteries are flat. The batteries aren't dead. Because in everyday life, like, ah, man, these batteries are dead. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The show yeah. is dead. It's, you know, it's like, no, no, the, batteries, the batteries have run out. The batteries have run out of energy. I don't yeah. really like this show. That's,
1: that's that's that's
0: how that's how bad it got for a little bit. Yeah. You know, and as as she gets older, it's it's starting to creep in. And I'm I'm not closing the door on it. I just think there's you know, there's a let kids be kids aspect to it for a lot. And you know, I guess you know, if something does happen that kickstarts that conversation we are willing to have it but as long as we can sort of keep it out that's that's how we're doing it
3: i I think the other thing as you were talking it just kind of reminded me like so our our boys spend a lot of time with both of their their grandmothers um and i was talking to a a friend about it and they were just saying that like and we are we're like really lucky because at the drop of a hat you couldn't drop them there and, and they want to go there and, and everybody wants to spend time with it. So it's, it's great. But for me, one of the, the things, and you know, I, I, we're, we're on the subject now, is, so it's mo- the morbidity is in the air. But um, one of the things that's actually, yeah, it's great to have uh, grandmas on standby like that, but also it's so important for me and for my wife for our children to spend time with their grandparents. Because that, that's, that's the, the real, without saying what I'm saying, that's the, that's the reality of, you know? Um, and so it, it also, this whole thing of like, the, this whole that idea of facing mortality in, in general, it also makes you think about the time that you're spending now, how are you spending it? And how are your children spending their time? And, and, and gives you this, this kind of, this, I guess, a a balance of how how you're going to approach things and view things. This Will Smith video came up in my timeline just recently. I've seen it before it came up again. And he was talking about the idea of pleasure and peace. So a lot of the time, as humans, we're going after the idea of um, uh, pleasure, so that to be happy, to make ourselves happy. And actually, what that does is it brings about a lot of irritation. So let's, you know, you're going to, I want want the latest bends. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to graft for X, Y, and Z to get this bend. So actually in the process of getting the bends, i.e. your happiness, there's a lot of irritation that comes with that. Whereas actually real happiness is just peace. It's like just being and be like, mm, okay, I'm I'm good. I'm good. And I think so all of these things are are really important to me now about what I'm doing with my time and how I'm spending my time
2: yeah I mean I think I think you made some excellent points there Russell and it just got me thinking because um, unfortunately I lost my mum in 2012 Um, thankfully my my son was was born at the time so he had that relationship with my mum and um, and kind of I guess the opposite of what you described with your dad when I lost my mum I was sad and I was upset but I, I felt peace you know it, it was really weird I thought I thought I had issues you know people told me one day you're gonna be watching EastEnders or something and you're just gonna be triggered you're gonna be crying and and I couldn't work out what was going on. And eventually I went and I sought therapy. And what they were able to deduce is that because I had a good relationship and I felt resolved, I missed her. But I didn't I didn't have regrets in the sense where, you know, I didn't get to spend the time I wanted. I didn't say this and I didn't say that. And on the opposite side, had I lost my dad at that time, I think that would have affected me in a much more severe way because there were still things there that I hadn't resolved, that I hadn't worked through. And um, Russell, the point you made, um, you know, my dad he, he does martial arts and for the last, you know, since lockdown, he's been training my son every weekend in martial arts. And, you know, I thank him every time. I'm really grateful. And he's like, Do you know what, it's as much for me as it is for him. You know, you think I'm here training him, but this is this is keeping my mind sharp. This is time I get to spend my grandchild. This is me having fun. And I think sometimes we forget that, too. We forget that. You know they they have their own desires of how they want to see out their life, and you know they've worked hard, they've grafted, they've done all these things, and they just want to kick back and enjoy ch- time with their grandkids and um yeah, so it's it's an important kind of point to to approach as well like how how are we handling you know their not necessarily their end of life but how are we handling their relationships with their loved ones as well?
0: It's um. This is a this is a really big share actually, and and only because Marvin, you've touched on it with your father, the time that your father is spending with, with your son. My dad's an old Nigerian, all right, and and that's not to make excuses for his behaviour, but that's to give you an idea of of his behaviour. And very recently, I'd say up, up until about up until about a year and a half, two years ago my sister and I felt as though he was just waiting for his time in that he had been so instrumental in raising us and our discipline, especially when we were growing up. We felt comparative to how he was at this time that he just sort of sat there or was sitting there and not really doing anything. And um, this very much came to the fore during lockdown. You know, my dad is the original Kermit the Hermit. He like if if lockdown was for five years, he hunker down and just and just breeze through it. <laughs> and um, the time we see the the sort of s- spark come on, and he doesn't he doesn't he's not proactive in it. But the time we see the spark come on is when he's with his grandchildren. So my, you know, my my children and 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 my uh, my nieces um, on my sister's side, none more so, dare I say, when he's spending time with his nephew, because my, my son, across my side of the family and my wife's side of the family, is the first boy born in 11, 12 births. So 11 births before him, he's got nothing but, uh, you know, sisters and female cousins um, so he's the first boy born. So you know, obviously there's a little something there with, you know, with the old Nigerian sensibilities. But there is a there is a dim light that sort of comes on when when the grandchildren are there. And it's you know, it's in, it really is important, you know, that you don't dictate that, that you just let it you just let it be. Uh, um, you know, and it's a it's a wonderful thing to watch.
3: Yeah, I I learned that um, probably when my, my boys were about four or three. And um, I took him to my mum's, and we walked in. It was a sunny day. My mum was sitting out the back in the garden. My sister was there, and I, I, I walked through, and I've gone through the living room. But my son, Akai, he went through the through the kitchen. So I've gone through to the living room, through the patio, into the garden. My mum's there, sitting, taking in the rays. Hey, mum, how you doing? Da, 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 blah blah blah. Then the kitchen door opens from from the into the garden, and Akai pops out, and he's holding a bag of. Of, of crisps and it's like so i'm looking at him like who did you ask for that yeah we literally just walked into the house and <laughs> and, and and you're gonna you, you've just literally gone got these crisps and you're you're here chilling so i'm like kind of telling telling him off and then my mom <laughs> so me and my sister were there my mom just turned around and she was like oh leave him alone because <laughs> you, you don't have a grandma no.
1: And me yes, and my no sister discipline. were like, "What? I was like, How can you yeah. say that?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: On, on one level, we were shocked from her just being like, "You sort a of jealous because you just don't have a grandma anymore." It's like, mm. actually, that her. Um, yes. But then, then it's the the level of lax when it comes to discipline mm. and all of these things. So there was a period the children would do stuff like that, and then my mum would say something, and then I'm getting into a, a, a ones and twos with my mum, and then after a while, I was like, "This is long, you know," because actually. When the grandchildren come to the house, she just wants to enjoy her grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And it is like yeah. growing up as when you're a parent and you've got, you got to meet her at that discipline and this, that, and the other, and you're worried about this, what happens when they go to school and this, that. You don't have all of that now. So you just want to enjoy your grandchild. So I was like, me, both me and my wife had the same issue. And we were like, you know what? This is on us. So this is on us to know because what would happen is the boys would come back to the house and they would try those shenanigans in the house. So you're going to the food (laughs) and you're just taking food without asking anybody. So it was like, (laughs) let's, let's be clear. Yeah. When you are at either your grandmother's house, yeah. Whatever goes, whatever. But when you are in my house, yeah (laughs) rules will apply yeah and as long as we get to the point where we understand that that's fine and so then it was like Mm. that's great because now I get to just allow my mum to enjoy her grandchildren and I don't have to be Mm. be on her about no 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 you can't do this and you can't do that I just let her enjoy her grandchildren and Mm. develop that really and I think that's that's the most important
0: thing
2: I, I, yeah. Do you know what's funny about that, um, Russell? Why that sticks out to me as well. When my mum, unfortunately, my mum died of cancer. And, um, you know, there's a point where she was in the hospital and I used to go and see her after work. You know, I'd bring my son with me. And there's a point, you know, he was about two or three at the time. And so he's running around the hospital, he's making noise in the ward. And I went to tell him off, and my mom, you know, as sick as she was, she was like, "Don't talk to my grandson like that." <laughs> now, <laughs> in my head, I'm like, "Well, you know, first he's my son, but but secondly, you know, I'm, I'm doing this for your benefit." <laughs> but again, it's like it's like you said, you know, they just want to enjoy their grandkids, and that's that's a you know, I shouldn't say this, but that's a, a a voice that sticks with me now. That even when I do go to tell him off, sometimes that's in my head that you know I can't speak to my mom's grandson like that because because she wouldn't be happy. <laughs> and I think <laughs> so. Yeah, you know, that's that's just kind of lesson that stuck with me because it's true sometimes we've as you said we're dealing with all the aspects of their childhood Mm. we've got so much that we're juggling that we're just not in the moment we're not as present in the moment but Mm. the grandparents you know the the other loved ones that they they get to enjoy them almost like you know seasonally so you know because they're not dealing with that Mm. daily struggle they they can just enjoy the relationship and I think it's a reminder for me as well to make sure that you know when when my time comes you know when 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 I reach the end of of my life that my son has those positive memories too I don't want to make it that I've only been a taskmaster and I've only been kind of laying down the yes. law and only being strict. Absolutely. I want to make sure I've had that fun. And I think that's another balance that we've got to try and strike as well to make sure that whilst we're we're the father and we're the leader, that we do have fun, that we do laugh and we do enjoy ourselves. And, you know, even now my son's playing football and he's getting good. Like he's, I mean, maybe before football, I'll get onto FIFA. There was a time when I was teaching to play FIFA. They must've been on the PS3 back then. And I was whooping him every time. I just thought, you know what? The youth's like six, seven. There's not even no point. And he sat down <laughs> and he practiced and he practiced. And now I'm lucky if I get a goal past him. So it's gone from me trying to do it as a lesson, like trying to teach him to win that now he can actually beat me. And the is going to happen with football as well. And I think
3: yeah.
2: that's where I need to take a step back and say, do you know what, young lion, do your thing. Let me just, let me just fall yeah. back and allow, allow you to take, take center stage.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> you know what, in, in in with me, you know, it's it's known among the group that I I left becoming a father until until relatively late in life. You know, I needed I needed to be certain. And uh so my son wasn't born until until I turned forty five. So I don't think I'm going to have the luxury of stepping back and saying, all right, you know what, King, it's yours. You take it. I have no choice. I won't be able to chase him around, nowhere. <laughs>
1: it's
0: just, it's just going to happen as a, matter of course, uh, as a matter of course earlier on in his life than, uh, than most. But I I, I hope, uh, I would like to think that um. I'm prepared for it. As long as it, <laughs> look at me, I'm already putting caveats in. As long as it sort of <laughs> progresses naturally, that there's no, yeah. there's no event that, you know, uh, kicks it off. But yeah, it's, you know, it's probably you know, going to you know happen sooner is, rather than later. There's
3: going to be moments. <laughs> there's going to be moments. Like, one of my things is, is like, you know, the, you know the, the play sparring that you'll do with them. Yeah. And so, yes. generally how it would be is like, they'll, they'll, they'll pile on and then I'll be yeah. like, all right, cool, you had your fun. And then all I've got to do is, like, square up, yeah? And then them yeah. men all just go running. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The other day we was
1: doing it. I was like, all right, cool. They're fighting
3: on like usual. So i squared up now. The eldest one. Squared up back. I was like,
1: yeah, ah, okay.
3: <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Super. I was like, all right, they come. So I let him give me a little jab. It's not like the thing hurt, but I was like, there was some power behind that jab, mm. and then you know you're just like, oh, so it's, coming. it's already it's 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 coming here yeah, yeah?
0: because
3: a few more years and you're like, okay, we're we yeah. yeah, we're not gonna play that game anymore. Then, a few more years, they're gonna be like, come on, Dan, let's spar. Like, no, 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 I'm, busy I'm, yeah, busy, I'm yeah. busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. <laughs> spar, spar, spar
0: with each other. Spar with each other. Um, <laughs>
1: With kids back at school and some normalcy returning, we're all keen to keep life moving. NHS Test and Trace are encouraging all adults in England to get tested twice a week using rapid COVID-19 tests, helping to prevent around one in three people who have COVID-19 with no symptoms, spread it without knowing. Family life is busy, but rapid testing is a fast and easy way to find out if you have coronavirus. With results in around 30 minutes, helping you to keep family life moving. You may even have seen your secondary school-aged children testing twice a week already, so now is the time to join them. For more information and guidance on where to get testing kits, head online to nhs.uk forward slash get hyphen tested. The more of us that take part, the more we can help protect each other.
2: Looking to upgrade your business with a new van but not looking to compromise? Then look no further than the Ford Transit Range. From the award-winning custom plug-in hybrid to the new Active, Trail and Transit 5-tonne. Need a new pickup? Then check out the multi-awarded Ford Ranger. And with 221 upgrade offer, save up to €6,500 and get a low-rate APR on selected models. Ford commercial vehicles. Search ford.ie. Lending criteria conditions apply. Participating dealers for selected models ordered by the 31st of December and registered by the 31st of March. Business hire purchased by Bank of Ireland Leasing Limited. Trading as Ford Credit. Dealer charges may apply. Ownership remains with Ford Credit until the final payment is made. Warning: You may have to pay charges if you repay early in full or in
1: part a fixed rate credit facility.
0: we have a, um <laughs> we have a, a periodic pillow fight so we do we do sort of like house disco um and we do pillow fighting as well which the which the kids enjoy and at the moment basically they they rush up and and line up ready to be picked up and dumped on the on the sofa or yeah, you know yeah, be yeah, g- yeah. gently pushed or hit with with the cushion um and recently uh, they they watched raya and the last dragon and they know that one of daddy's favorite songs of all time is kung fu fighting don't at me. Okay. It just is. Yeah. Right? It's, it's one <laughs> I mean, of the. I would spread that. I respect. spread, so that. I would spread recently... that. yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> man. Um, so uh, some mornings early when we get out of bed fresh before preparing for school, we'll put the track on and we'll have a kung fu fighting session. And I tend to tickle them. That's that's my attack. My attack is like straight to the neck or you know just under the ribs and a, and a little tickle. And bef- once upon a time they used to just line up to get their to get their tickles, but now they're starting to punch and kick back. <laughs> so, so at the moment it's all right i have to i have to regulate how i defend myself <laughs> so, as, so as not to hurt them but i know very soon someone's gonna get hurt and it's gonna be me here's the thing i'm gonna dealing with five it's and two-year-olds old. but i think it's me that's gonna get hurt
3: first. <laughs> <laughs> when i remember one time i'd had, I'd had a tooth taken out, and we were on the train going to my mum's. again the silly ramping and I just caught one to the jaw, and it was it was just they it wasn't intent. Obviously, it wasn't intentional or anything like that. They do we're just messing around, and the kids just gone boom like that. I wanted to cry. That's that's the the, the realness <laughs> of the situation. Like, I was yeah, just like, yeah. no, nah, this this hurts like this really hurts, and I need to mm-hmm. cry. But I'm on a train full yeah. of people in front of my children. Like, I just got to <laughs> yeah. so it. So is that it. And then you know when you just be like, uh oh, it's enough now. It's enough. It's enough. It's just. And but it, we literally <laughs> went from playing at a hundred to like, no, no, no. It's, yeah. Enough. it's enough. Yeah, man. <laughs> got, you got. It's coming, mate. It's coming. There's nothing you can do about it. Mm, nothing yeah. you can do about it.
0: I
2: know, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> On the same vein, when I was younger, I did martial arts. Um, I've mentioned before my dad's a martial artist. He does, he does Muay Thai, um, he still does it now. He's in his sixties, so he. I've always. What I used to. I made a mistake. I'll, I'll be honest with you. So I saw the fact that because my dad was always. I, I consider my dad's now still stronger than me. I thought mm. I'm going to be stronger than my son for a long time. So I put him into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which he's been doing now for about two years, and he also trains with Muay Thai with my dad. So he's kind of. You get me? But the difference is my dad's still doing it. You, you see me, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've stopped. <laughs> so where in my head, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to naturally have this advantage over my son. My son, like I'm, I'm about six three. My son can yeah. kick me in my temple if he wanted to. Like standing flat on his feet, he could kick me in my head if he wanted to. And That's again, it, because he does Brazilian mm-hmm. Jiu-Jitsu... He could break my arm, he could choke me out. Mm. I ain't done jujitsu. I don't know where I was going thinking I could put my son into (laughs) these sports that I've got no advantage. But um again, I just, you know, I just had this elevated sense of myself. I thought, okay, no, my dad's stronger than me. He could probably still whip my ass. So I've got a good 40 years on my kid. I'm still going to be in control. <laughs> but I've, I've set myself up for failure. And yeah, I can, you know, I'm dreading the day where I try and talk back to him. And Russell, like you said, where he swears up to me and I have, I have to back down and probably get his mum or someone to, to kind of
3: <laughs> <laughs> to step in and, and have that word. <laughs> you know what? You're making me think twice, you know, because they came to me the other day saying that they want to do taekwondo. But I'm like, I've never done any martial arts in my life. You might have
0: to. You so might, you might have to you do it. You need that advantage. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: might
3: have to do the class yeah. with them. Oh, yeah, so.
2: exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah.
3: You know, it's it's funny. Slightly, slightly going off a little bit. A few weeks ago, my brother and I, we, we went on a cycling trip. So he's got two kids, boy and a girl, and we uh, we went on a cycling trip. So we kind of met at a place in the middle so we've gone on this cycle route that uh, called the greenway and we've, we've gone down and, and kind of met in the middle and then we've and ended up in a park my nephew forgot the football so in the end they just ended up playing in the park for a bit so me me and my brother like two old men we're just sitting on the bench just catching up yapping away the four of them are in this park playing and then one of my sons comes over and says that his cousin has that's fallen off the, the swing and he's really hurt himself. He's hurt. He's, he's hurt his leg. As a my my children and my 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 niece and nephew, they can, they can hype things up a bit, like you know. So I'm like, when you say hurt, like, why are we talking? And he's like, no, daddy, like he's he's really hurt himself. He's crying. I was like, all right, cool. So we enter into the into the park. But then as we get into the park, then my niece comes up with my older son. My niece was on smoke. And I've never seen I've never seen her like this. So what had happened was my, my nephew fell off, hurt himself, he's limping away. And there were some other slightly older girls in the park, and they were laughing at him. And it was like my niece and my my eldest son, I feel like, I feel like if we weren't there, they would have just gone at it. They would have just gone <laughs> at it. And and it and it really made me think about the because 'cause I'm like me when I was young, I'm always thinking about stuff. I'm like, no, you're a bit bigger than me no, nah, don't yeah now these girls they they're they're all bigger than you, they look about thirteen, fourteen, my niece is ten, yeah. Do you know what I mean, but she was like she was not having it, you're not laughing at her brother <laughs> my cousin was my, my my son was the same way, and so I was just like, nah, these guys really need Because if if this is kind of if that's who you are, where you're mm-hmm. the type of person that's like I see an injustice, I'm jumping in. Like, yeah. Then, yes, I think we need to be talking about taekwondos and 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 jujitsu yeah. and all them type of things.
0: Uh, I definitely want my um, my children to learn kung fu. I did it for I did it for eight years, and um, I appreciate the the mental stability that it brought to me and the the sort of broadening of my horizon in terms of how I see myself. I think it it works it works across a a range of personalities. My daughter has inherited both mine and my wife's volume and energy and boisterousness. So when she walks into a room, you know, she's in um, (laughs) there at one, at one point, at one point, phoenix would turn up at school or come into a room when relatives were in here and she would be like i'm here everyone you know because we'd all been waiting for her to turn up (laughs) And and i think i think her personality would would definitely benefit from something like martial arts because it teaches you that discipline it teaches you to find the calm within within a storm even if you even if you are that storm whether it's a situational one or it's a It's a personal one. And I feel from my experience and, you know, I I wouldn't put this on her and I try my best not to do so. You know, when she is loud and boisterous and we're out in public, I don't tell her to be quiet or anything like that. I ask her to be mindful of others in that they might not be up for the energy or the volume, but I I don't tell her to be quiet or I don't tell her to, to shut up. But I feel that her personality will either draw people to her which it does in a positive vein but it may also draw people to her in a negative sense and it's about supplying our children with the right tools to enable yeah, them definitely. to navigate the situation and i do believe that you know martial arts is about as good a tool as you can get so least of which that she can physically handle herself but the way it teaches you to center yourself and to be mindful and understand where you are in the universe you know these these individuals really need to use their hands they quote confucius one time and they bamboozle whoever <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. who's trying to <laughs> you know who's trying to attack them and then and then they just walk you know i think I, I got i i wish i had more you know this is an excuse but i had one teacher who lives too far away i don't want to see anybody else but I will try and make that time for them to appreciate what it is to have martial arts in in your life. Definitely.
2: Yeah, and I, and I think on autism on a point you made. I mean, even when you know my son mom, my son's mum's come back to me and tells me he's got in trouble in school for speaking back, and you know for sometimes whether it's to the teacher or whether it's to other students, I'm not entirely upset because you know I want him to be able to stand up for himself, and I think you hit the nail on the head that it's an important trait that you need because many people don't have it. And they allow their manager to bully them or they might allow other people in the workplace or even you know in other environments to bully them. And I think if you know how to center yourself, you know how to be confident, you have that self-confidence, you're not gonna let anyone like just you know ride right over you. You're gonna you're gonna be able to stand up and defend yourself. And so sometimes it's not even just physical. As you said, yeah. sometimes it can be verbal, it can be emotional, where you, you need to stand mm-hmm. up and represent. And yeah, I think if we give nothing else to our kids, we need to give them the, the skill set to survive in a world that we know we're gonna have to let them loose into.
3: So sometimes they may have something to say to me and they're, they're apprehensive about saying it. And I'm like, just speak it because I need you to be able to feel absolutely 100% confident that if you have something to say to me, even if, even if you know my dad is yeah. not gonna like this. Yeah? yeah. I still need you to have the confidence to say it. My, my youngest definitely has that energy. But I feel like yeah. he wakes up in the morning and he's like, how am I going to try and make my dad look like an idiot today? I feel like- <laughs> that's, his, that's his thing. Like, what am I going to do to the old man today? So <laughs> a while back, they must something happened between him and his brother. Um, and I think the, the words that I said to him were along the lines of, you've always got to look out for each other or something like that. Something along those lines. Then a little while later, something else happened. And then I said to him, this is why it's important to always put yourself first. And so, as I was saying it, I just saw his face change. And I was like, what? What's the matter? He goes, Dad, when da-da-da-da happened, you said that you have to think (laughs) of everybody else and da-da-da. But now you're saying, my, my, my wife was in the living room, yeah. And you know, even though it's quiet, I can hear her laughing.
1: <laughs> I can <hear>
3: laughing, <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't have nothing to say, and so I think yeah. I was quiet for a bit, and then I just, I had to bring out like slightly ignorant dad, and I was quiet for a bit, and I was just like, judge, it's context, it's context, but I understand the context <laughs> anyway, and it just kept him moving, <laughs> but these. these these are the things that af- afterwards I did. I was like, no, you made you made a good point there. And I, and I explained the, 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 the idea of context. But as much as, it, and, and it does, it, it really grates me when he does it. I also love it as well because I am I love the fact that you will pull me on these things because if you'll pull me on these things, you'll pull other people on these things. Yeah. And when you yeah. go out there, it's so important. Because it, when I think even about like the, when I was working, and people like managers or whatever say some BS to you, and you don't say nothing because oh, that's my manager. Mm. Yeah, and it's like yeah. no, nah, yeah. you know, you can still call something out and be respectful at the same time. Mm. It's just like yeah, I am yeah, just definitely. calling out yeah. this this
0: because yeah, it doesn't it's, make sense. Make how you make communicate it. Make
1: sense.
0: it, it yes, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, absolutely. so our 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 daughter the I guess one one of one of our challenges at the moment with with Phoenix is she likes to. She likes to lead a situation. She likes to boss the situation. And, you know, when we're playing, she dictates, you know, the game that we're playing and who the characters are and what the tools are. And sometimes she takes this into school. So if she's doing something or she's bossing a situation and she's told that, you know what I mean? You're at school, you're here to learn. Why not try listening to the teacher for a bit? She's not having it. Now, our challenge is to not say to her, as my parents would have said to me, you listen to your teacher, whatever you are doing, you stop that, do you know what I mean? What you're doing is naughty, don't do that in class. Because that desire to be in control, that's leadership, do you know what I mean? And I don't want my children to become automatons in the the big scheme of things. I want them to be able to step out of that stream have a look at what's what's going on, make their own decisions rather than listen blindly to what's being told to them. So we're trying to find a balance of letting her know that there is a time and a place for you to, to lead and for you to dictate proceedings. But you don't know everything yet and you're not in control of everything yet. And there are some things that you can learn from your teachers, you know what I mean? So let's give them an opportunity to teach you something and then, you know, when there's time, you could teach them something back. Um, <laughs> but, you know... Whereas that nature, once upon a time, would have been quashed in order to listen to your teacher or listen to authority unquestioningly. I don't want that for them because I led that life for for a long time until only recent years where I, I I questioned something. But I have to switch it on. Do you know what I mean? I have to switch it on. Right. I, I have to question this because it doesn't it doesn't feel right. Whereas to children, everything is a question. Do you know what i mean and that curiosity should should never be should never be quashed do you know what i mean that desire to do something as long as you know within the realms of decency and law and i mean even even those can be questioned to to a de, to a degree i think i think they should be nurtured and not extinguished so learning how to how to do that and learning from her while we're doing it is is very important to us right now
1: what do you
3: think mm-hmm. is the most uh, important thing that you've or memorable thing that you learned from from your children?
0: It's patience, bro. Like for me, <laughs> there is nothing bigger, because for me, patience feeds into pretty much everything. The example is getting ready for school. So teaching them punctuality is is obviously very important. But now, rather than try and cram phoenix into our timetable of getting her out in time and then rushing to school because she likes to stop and she likes to look at the cherry blossom that's on the floor she likes to stop and talk to one or two of her friends that are are on on the route as well she likes to stop and take a look at the construction site that's going on why should she be denied all of that because i have to get her to school by a particular time so it's patience and creating space for things to breathe so when, when we go out now there is a destination that we would like to get to but it's not it's not set in stone the time that we get there or that we get there the journey is just as if not more important stop and smell the flowers do you know what i mean stop and you know dig in the mud, stop and chat to a stranger. So for me it's it's patience and taking the time to stop, breathe, take a look around and and enjoy it. Because they're learning to take it all in and you've been conditioned to shut it all out. Uh, you know what I mean yeah. so I think it's you know it's good to it's good to take time with them as well. And it's, you know, and learning with them and through them.
2: I'd say for me, I mean, I can't, I can't take patience. I think that's probably the biggest one. Um, but secondly, it would be humility for me because mm. it don't matter who I am at work, who I am to my friends, who I am to other men, to my son. As, as, as you both said, if my son wants to treat me like a little you <laughs> and, and, <as>, you know, <laughs> and regard me in a particular way, I have, to, I have to humble myself and, and, and take it. And there's been yeah. times where, you know, I've even said to my friends that like, I can't wait for him to get to an age when he realized, oh, like, you know, my dad was serious. Like my dad wasn't the kind of man that I could, I could treat like that, but I got away with it because in yeah. my head, sometimes I've wanted to say to him, I'm not like your friend's dad, you know, you can't, you can't talk yeah. to me how, how your friends can do their <laughs> dad, but, <laughs> but I can't say that. I have to be humble, I have to swallow my pride and yeah, it doesn't matter who mm. I am in the office, who I am in any other realm of life. I'm his father, I'm his, I'm his guide, I'm his teacher, I'm his mentor and sometimes I've just had to, you know, to link back into the patient. I've just had to be patient, humble myself, repeat myself mm. five, 10, 15 times to get the job done. In my head, I'm screaming and I want yeah. it done now because it deserves to be done now. But I've just had to humble myself and think, do you know what? I can't, I can't come into this with any pride. I need to come into this with that, with that true love and, and like, I guess, um, compassion and allow him to mm. do it at his own pace. And so, yeah, that's, mm. that's taught me a lot of
0: humility. Okay. What about you, Russell?
3: I would actually take both of what you said—patience and humility—but the, the first thing that probably is is more um, relevant to me would be um, learning to play. So
0: yeah.
3: I remember, so they love like they they will they'll be upstairs playing, ramping in their room, and they'll come down and I'll be like, "Dad, Dad, come upstairs!" like, am I one of your friends?" You know I
1: mean? yeah. And yeah.
3: I remember this was a few years ago. Um they they were playing in their room and I came out of my room and I just kind of stuck my head around right the door and they were like, Dad, 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 come, come, come and play. And I was like, Oh, you know, and I gave my excuse. And then they were yeah. like, Oh, dad, but you, you never play with us. And obviously that that yeah. kind of hit. Also, it's not true, yeah. but it, it kind of <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> it, 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 it hit. So I was like, All right, cool. I've come into the room, and they've got their cars out, and they've got ramps and this, that, and the other. When I tell you, if there was a camera in that room, the the, the level of awkwardness in me was on 100 because I'm there and I'm like, I don't know how to play. Like I don't know how to play. So I'm like, so what? What? What do we do? What we're we doing? And what was amazing was this game, this world that they've both created on the 80. floor of their bedroom. And they're like, no, dad. And then this, and then, and then you do that. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. yo, this is this is a lot. <laughs> like, this is a lot. Yeah. But then eventually, and it, and, um, and I mean, it took a minute. And I kind of just like, all right, just lo- lo- loosen up. And then even that, just thinking like, why are you not loose? Like, these are your yeah. children. Why are you <clears throat> not loose? Like, this makes mm. no sense that you should find this awkward. This makes no mm. sense. And it's actually quite sad. Um, And so that mm. was my thing. I was like, I, they have taught me. Um, how to play. So there are times, like this evening, um, my youngest one came in from school, got changed, came down um, with with a Ludo um, board. I hate Ludo. Um, And he was like, (laughs) that a game. (laughs) (laughs) And inside I was like, no, I don't want a game. I don't. But I was also sitting on the sofa, just scrolling through my phone. So, okay, let's play. And we sat and and we, and we, and we played Ludo. I still hate it. But, yeah, yeah play man they they really and I, and i'm not even there yet but they've really taught me how to just kind of loosen up
0: yeah i would i would take that as well actually and and it's still a work in progress for me cuz i funny i used to think i i used to th- credit myself as the joker of the pack but there is there is no play like the way a child plays and at the moment i, I do still pick and choose the games that i involve myself in so my daughter has this big thing about princesses and princes at the moment, as well as mums and dads and babies. And it's all role play. And it's what kids four, five, six thrive on, creating their own universes. And, you know, and sometimes I don't, sometimes I don't want to, I don't want to rescue her. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes I just want to sit with her and, and do, and do Lego. But I am learning like you, Russell, if I'm, even, even if I'm doing nothing else with my time, to try and you know make that time and you know get the glass slipper the pretend glass slipper and and give it to the princess and and the princess in and of herself is is a very strange creation because with with my daughter you've got the you've got the frozen princess dress but then what she's done is she's got uh, she also has a Batgirl costume so she's got the utility belt and there's a sword (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in the room as well
2: and she's insane.
0: and she's got the she's got the the, the the eye mask so you've got this collision and and that's that's where i get in because i'm like oh oh so you're back girl today she goes no 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 no, no. i'm warrior princess girl okay, so she's right. taken a little bit from yeah. from each one and she's she's mm. created her own her own character and I i love that I love that, it's and brilliant. I try and say, okay, so we're we gonna have a we're gonna have a sword fight. She goes just after I've slain the dragon. I'm like, okay, yeah. so what am I? What am I, the prince, supposed to do? Why? Why am I rescuing you? What am I rescuing you from? She's like, no, 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 you're rescuing <laughs> me because you're doing, doing all right by yourself. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, you <clears throat> there you yeah, go. There you go. It's yeah. that's nice. It's yeah. nice. Yeah. Look, as is always the case uh we could we could chat for hours but for me personally it's it's almost tea time for the kids um it's always it's always good uh rapping with the brothers and and i I learn new things every time and i look at i I look at you know every everybody that takes part in 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 the podcast that i listen to or that i'm fortunate enough to chat to you know when my eyes uh, are open slightly wider in terms of what they are trying to do to really make a difference in their in their children's lives, and you know, I salute I salute you all. It's it is a, it is a daily struggle, but it's made somewhat easier knowing that, or admitting that we are fallible, we are human, and that we can lean on you know, each other. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Marvin. And thank you, Russell, for, for joining on this one.
2: Yeah, just to echo that, I've learned a lot. And even the idea of the topic, mortality, I, it kind of, mm. you know, it didn't trigger me, but I, was, I felt uncomfortable initially thinking, okay, how are we going to approach this? But I guess just like with everything, it's just flowed naturally. And like you said, we've yeah. learned a lot from the conversation. So I've really benefited and appreciated it as well. Mm. So yeah, so thank mm. you both for teaching me too.
3: It's always a, it's always a pleasure to, to, take a, to, to sit down and stop and take a moment and, and just to have these discussions and yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to more
1: and so thank you guys for listening i really much appreciate it we'll be back next week with another episode uh you can find us at at dope black dads on all social media platforms you can also email me for a chat at hello at dope thank you so much for listening my brothers i appreciate you all and uh, we'll be back next week With kids back at school and some normalcy returning, we're all keen to keep life moving. NHS Test and Trace are encouraging all adults in England to get tested twice a week using rapid COVID-19 tests. Helping to prevent around one in three people who have COVID-19 with no symptoms, spread it without knowing. Family life is busy, but rapid testing is a fast and easy way to find out if you have coronavirus. With results in around 30 minutes, helping you to keep family life moving. You may even have seen your secondary school-aged children testing twice a week already, so now is the time to join them. For more information and guidance on where to get testing kits, head online to nhs.uk forward slash get hyphen tested. The more of us that take part, the more we can help protect each other. We've all had time
2: to think, to figure stuff out, what we like and don't like about our jobs, our careers. Maybe you don't want to go back to the office. Or that four hour commute. Or maybe you never want to work from home again. At Irish Jobs, we believe everyone should be free to choose the job that fits their lives. Whether you want to step up, step down, or even try something completely new. Choose the life that you want. Visit irishjobs.ie.
1: Here at B&Q, we've
0: launched our brand new website, DIY.ie. Browse thousands of products available for home delivery and one-hour click and collect. Visit DIY.ie today. You can do it
1: when you B&Q it. Delivery and click and collect available on selected products and locations. Restrictions apply. Delivery charges may apply. See DIY.ie.